0: Welcome to Heart Church. We believe that the gospel has the power to change your whole life or your life. We hope you're ready to hear from God and be impacted by this message. Well, today, as Kezia said, uh, we start a brand new series called Inside Up, uh, looking at body, soul and spirit. And we're excited about this series, believing and praying that it's going to be an encouragement to you. Now, guys, I need you to know that... Um, You know, I have the opportunity today to talk about body, our bodies. And I want you to know that in lockdown, you know, I wasn't just baking banana bread and watching Netflix. I've been working on my credentials. I've been working on my side hustles, which actually is amazing because I feel fully equipped to be able to talk to you today. Um, You might not know this, but in 2020, I managed to get my uh, honors in sports and exercise science. Um, No big thing. I managed to get my certificate in human nutrition as well, which was really, really fortunate juggling homeschooling working from home I managed to get my diploma in in nutrition and weight management and um, I also became a level three personal trainer did anyone hear any of that because I didn't have a microphone on or not maybe <laughs> I don't know Shall I start again we're all good I don't know what to do help me out Clarissa I shout, thank you so much. She said I'm amazing, so I'm going to keep on going. I managed to get a sports psychology and coaching on as well, which is phenomenal. So I, when I saw that I was speaking today, I could not have been more excited because I'm fully equipped. Guys, lies. All oh, lies. That is not true. Um, the only certificate or credential that I have for you today looks like this. Uh, it looks like a guy who loves Jesus. So that's my credential to be able to speak to you today. And um, in fact, I felt like the Lord was having a bit of a, of a laugh with me um, when I was, was put down to do this. Because honestly, I did a lot of things in 2020 and eating was one of them. <laughs> I don't know if anybody here's me at home, or maybe right now you can relate. And so it was quite funny because I I felt like, let's just put it this way, in 2020... In terms of being on top of my health game, I've got improvement to do in 2021. So I don't know if you're out there and you can relate to me and then then we're all in this boat together. And hey, listen, if you're on it and you are doing amazing in that area, then that is also fantastic. But, you know, today as we look at this issue of caring for our bodies, I'm talking about body today, but it's really hard to... You can't actually separate body, spirit, and soul. They are, they, are, they are so interlinked. And it's such a significant and important part of being a follower of Jesus. I'm focusing on the body today, but like I said, we cannot separate them. What we do in our body has an effect on our soul and has an effect on our spirit. It's so, so important. And um, so we're going to be just taking a few a look at a few verses in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 12 to 13. And these verses actually address um, what Paul was doing. To the, he was addressing an issue on how the Corinthian church saw their bodies. They actually had a perspective that was not right. And because of that, that led them to indulge in sexual immorality and other kind of indulging of the flesh. And although this, these letters are kind of being, this letter is being written, and what these verses have kind of got a disciplinary edge to them, it's because God has got such a, a, a such a special value of how we see our bodies that this truth comes in in that context. So Paul writes, and he says this to address this issue. He says, "All things are lawful for me." But not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Food is meant for the stomach and stomach for food. And God will destroy both one and the other. The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. It goes on in verse 19 to say, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have had from God, you are not your own. I love uh, Eugene Peterson's translation, it says this, just because something is technically legal doesn't mean it's spiritually appropriate. If I went around doing whatever I could get away with, I'd be a slave to my whims. You know the old saying, first you eat to live and then you live to eat. Well, it may be true that the body is only a temporary thing, but that's no excuse for stuffing your body with food. Lawrence James Davis, or indulging it with sex. Since the, mo- the master honors you with a body, honor him with your body. Goes on later, says, or oh, don't you realize your body is a sacred place, the place of the Holy Spirit? Don't you see you can't live however you please, squandering what God paid such a high price for? God paid a high price, not just for your spirit, not just for your soul, but for your body the physical part of you is not some piece of property belonging to the spiritual part of you God owns the whole works so let people see God in and through your body and we see wow there are there are amazing scriptures to help us understand just how important it is when we're talking about our body just how God Sees it. We see God has a high view of our bodies. He, he cares for it. He, he paid a price for it. And I think just two ideas that may help frame our thinking when it comes to our body. Number one, Jesus Christ is Lord. And two, Jesus Christ is our shepherd. Two, number one, Jesus Christ is Lord of our bodies. They belong to Him. We are called to honor Him and use our bodies as a way of worshiping Jesus. The choices we make in how we treat and use our bodies are meant to be in alignment with God's word. They are a gift that reflects his ways and his principles. You have been bought as a price. My body, when I became a Christian, belongs to Jesus. So he gets to say how I use it because he's Lord. When I'm singing Jesus is Lord, that means he is Lord of the way that I use my body. But secondly, Jesus is is the shepherd of our bodies. In other words, he cares for our bodies. He wants our bodies to be healthy. He wants wholeness in our bodies. When we see in the Gospels, Jesus went around healing all kinds of sickness and and all kinds of diseases in people's bodies because he cares about our bodies. So it would make sense that he cares about what we put in our bodies, how we treat our bodies, because he cares for them. So when we are adhering to God's word, we are we're use, making sure that our bodies are not worshipping ourselves or worshipping ego or worshipping control or worshipping laziness. We are worshipping Jesus, but also we follow his ways because he wants to lead us to life, a life of fullness, because he cares and he wants the best for our bodies. So, with that said, we're going to look at four areas which I think are important uh, when we're thinking about our body. You can put in the chat right now what you think those four are, what you think those four things could be. There's more than four, I'm sure, but I'm focused on four. You can can just put them there. I can't actually see them, but I know there's things happening right now. Here are my four that I think are really important to think about. When we think about honouring God, worshipping Him, and taking care of our bodies – And they are, number one, nutrition or diet. Oh, I can see that now, amazing. Um, Nutrition and diet. What are we fueling our bodies with? Number two, exercise or movement. How are we moving our bodies? Rest, how are we resting our bodies? And four, sleep. How are we giving our bodies the right amount of sleep? We can affect our bodies with more... So we operate with more energy, better clarity, improve life, longevity, and we can protect our body from diseases and improve our mental health by looking at these areas. And so as good stewards of our body, I want to suggest that how we steward, how we look after these bodies is part of our worship to him. Now, let me just say something that's really important. I'm I'm acutely aware that this message has the opportunity to bring up all kinds of reactions. When we start talking about our bodies and areas to do with these, when we start talking about areas like this, it can trigger all kinds of things in us based on our circumstances, based on our season of life, based upon our upbringing, based upon where we find ourselves right now. For some of you, I can be talking about rest and you're a frontline nurse and you are like, Yes, I know I need sleep and I need some rest, but I'm on the front line. I'm literally watching people dying every day. I might be talking about exercise and you're injured or you have mobility issues. Listen, I understand that, you know, there's so many areas that this can cause just so much in our worlds to bring just frustration. And please hear my heart. And I've already prayed over this message that my prayer is this. I love this in John 1 verse 14, Jesus came full of grace and truth. So as you're hearing this, maybe some truths today, understand that God's got a heart of grace. He understands your season. He understands where you're at. And so my prayer is that we'll just apply this message with, recognize the principles, but apply them with wisdom and maturity to wherever we find ourselves today. But we're going to look at these four areas. So the first one we're going to look at is diet and nutrition. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 31 says this, So whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, do it all for the glory of God. I love this quote from Aaron Brindley from Village Church. God made food as a provision for his creatures. He gifted us with good fuel to sustain, nourish, and energize our bodies for worship and witness. Love that. What we eat and how we eat is so key in our helping our bodies be healthy and be at their best. And I can remember Pastor Markham talking about this many years ago, and it always stuck with me. But in the Bible, we see different types of use of food. We see f- um, food as f- for feasting in the Bible. If you read through the Old Testament, there's so many celebrations, so many festivals that involve food. Food. More than just the stuff that we put in our body, it's used for celebration, it's used for comfort. We see in the Bible that it was used to stop like wars happening. It's so amazing, this this place that food has in our life. So, food can be used for feasting, for celebration. We also see that uh, we see in the Bible about fasting, and Andy Copsey did such a phenomenal job of teaching about that at the beginning of the year. And many of us engaged in fasting where we abstain from food for spiritual purposes, where we put food in its right place. And I can remember Pastor Malcolm talking about food as fuel. In other words, what we need to live. And I, I kind of want to talk about um, all of those things are important. We're not called just to live a feasted life every day. is not a feast day, Lawrence James Davis. But neither is every day a fast day. And we, we have to have balance. We have to have moderation Because it's so important. We can can use food for the wrong reasons. We can be overly indulgent or be overly restrictive. But God wants to bring us to wholeness and honour him in the way that we use food. We want to be intentional about honouring God with making sure that what we eat and the way that we eat it is done in a way that honours God and promotes health and well-being in our lives. I need to say, guys, as a speaker today, I need to hear this message. (laughs) I need to hear this message because I need to be reminded that God cares about this area. You know, there's sometimes when you come as a preacher and you're strong in an area and you're full of faith. This is an area where I'm like, God, this message is for me. There is a drawer in my kitchen and above the drawer, I've got three drawers, the top drawer, it's got the cutlery in the bottom drawer, it's got... But this middle drawer, it's got vegetables in, and for some reason, that's where we keep the big crisps, the big packets of crisps. I'm not talking about the multi pack, I'm talking about the good quality crisps, the ones with crunch. I can't name them because I don't know if you're allowed to do that. But let me just say there's a few times in 2020 that I may have gone to the middle drawer, not the top drawer, not the bottom drawer, the middle drawer. I wasn't going in there for an apple or an onion. I was going in there to munch and crunch that wasn't always just because I felt hungry some of it's just because it was 2020 I was just trying to make it through people I was homeschooling the kids I was stressed on all sides. I was munching and crunching my way through 2020 and I've been convicted by the Lord. I could convince myself of all kinds of things when it came to 2020. Eat out to help out. Who remembers that? 50% off. Guys, it wasn't for me that I took myself off to Tamatanga on a Tuesday lunchtime to get 50% off. Do you think I wanted to do that? No, I'm trying to be a good citizen. I'm trying to arm a bear, Rishi Sunak. I'm trying to get the economy mobilized and on its feet again. I'm just trying to help out and be a good citizen. It's not for me. Guys, when I saw the 25% off Just Eat voucher drop into my inbox, and it says that it was applicable on all other offers, I'm being a good student of my finance to find the restaurant that has 40% off at the 25% off, 50, 65% off. I didn't want the Chinese takeaway, guys. It wasn't my, it's not for me. I was trying to be a good steward of my finances. You have to take the offer. The, the fact of the matter is, our hearts are deceitful and we can convince ourselves of all kinds of things when it comes to areas like this, but God wants the best for us and he wants us to be able to work, walk in truth. And so I want to say, you know, if we're thinking about the, the whole area to do with our, our diet, our nutrition, if you're getting started with this, I think a really good piece of advice that helps me is to think about the 80-20% rule. In other words... Hey, 80% of the time, if you're starting out on this, obviously we're aiming for 100% and some of you are doing amazing. And if you've got time, you can probably get to T Street quickly and preach this message for me and God bless you. But for some of us, it's, 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 it's a journey. And I want to say to you, hey, what would it look like if 80% of the time, like the majority of the time, that your food was life-giving, that it was healthy, that it was done with intention, that it was done to be nutritious, And then 20% of the time is a little bit more relaxed. Hey, I'm not saying we all go crazy and be gluttonous, which the Bible talks about. Let me not go there right now. There's so much that the Bible says about this that I haven't got time, but that we apply wisdom. And I don't want to be overly prescriptive about what to eat at this point for you because our bodies respond to different things. It's first a research and experiment. It's for us to talk about in our teams, in our life groups, get wisdom for one another, what works. I think Great. You know, because the reason I say that is because some things, there's so much research out there and sometimes it changes. But some things that have helped me is having a great balance of vegetables, great protein and cutting out processed foods and foods that are high in sugar. I think that's a helpful place to start that our, the majority of our times we need to be having Colour from vegetables. We need to be aware of the place of sugar in our lives. And I want to say a massive, massive thing that I instigated a long time ago, and I need to still be on it is water. Staying hydrated. A long time ago, I cut out um, drinking soft drinks on a regular basis and just tried to stick to water. In fact, right now, you have permission just to skip the rest of this. Bit of message and go and get a big glass of water. I am guaranteed you will feel much better about the sermon at the end. You'll be amening, you'll be in the chat because a lot of the time when we think we're hungry, we're just dehydrated and we need more water than we think we do. We should probably be going to the toilet a lot because we're drinking a lot of water. So water is such a great um, way when we're thinking about our health of our bodies. We've got to be honest with our motives, about our motives and our Methods. So again, this message is to encourage self-reflection upon ourselves. This is this is practical in that it's getting us thinking about what are some of the things. As I said, what are the four areas that we need to address? It's not that some we don't know what healthy food is. Maybe some people don't, but on the whole, we have some idea of what healthy food is. The problem is putting it into practice at times. But we want to be people led by the Holy Spirit who put this in to practice. Second area is exercise or movement. I love this quote, keeping our hearts pumping and our bodies strong will enable us to keep going even as we age. Just as God gives us money to use wisely, relationships to invest in diligently and time to use efficiently, so he gives us a body to steward as well. Our bodies we're meant to move. And we have to take responsibility to make sure our actions help promote the gift that our bodies, have, uh, that our bodies are. Our bodies are a gift. They are amazing. Exercise or movement is, is key for us, especially... For many of us who are maybe working at home and sitting down and looking at a screen, it's so, it can be so bad for us, but we find ourselves in that place. You know, for the majority, so many people in the world don't have to worry about scheduling exercise because so much of their um, lives and uh, and work is manual labour. We are mostly sedentary by nature in in the West in terms of our jobs don't demand us to move. For some of you, you've got very physical jobs. So exercise is something that you get naturally through what you do. But we, for some of us, we have to be, many of us have to be more intentional about making sure we get our heartbeat going, that we move. And I want to say again, this is about movement. This is not about you know hitting the gym or getting weights. That's great if that's what you need to do, but just movement. For me personally, I've I've had to focus on more stress. I'm getting older, but it's really good. Stretching is for everybody, and and it's just been so helpful. Where can you move, and when are you going to move? I think one of the most underrated forms of exercise is walking. Walking is phenomenal exercise if you are able to do it. It's low impact. It can improve your body so much. I'm working from home now, but I used to walk to work, and it's amazing just in walking to work, how much better and how much um, fitter I'd got just from a short 25-minute walk each day, uh, there and back. Sorry, 25 there, 25 back. I want to encourage you, and I know many of you are doing this, but let's get outside and get our walks in. Let's do what we can to move. Our bodies being healthy is an amazing way of serving others, our neighbours, and our church as well. Exercise improves your memory and brain function, it helps to protect against chronic diseases, Diseases helps aid in weight management, helps lower blood pressure and improve heart health. It improves your quality of sleep. It helps reduce feelings of anxiety and depression. It helps improve joint pain and stiffness. Re- moving is really important. And again, you can't, you can't separate this from the impact on mental health. We can't separate this. We talked, Pastor Malcolm preached phenomenally well about abide. This is not separate to abiding in Jesus. <laughs> this is very much part of it. When my body is moving, when my body is rested, I am more likely to become more like Jesus. And I'll talk a little bit about that. And the last two areas of this are rest and sleep. Rest and sleep. Genesis 2 verse 2. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all the work he had done. Mark 4, verse 38 says this. Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? I'll come back to that in a few moments. Um great author called John Mark Coma in his book Garden City wrote this: God works, so we work. God rests, so we rest. Work and rest live in a symbiotic relationship. If you don't learn how to rest well, you'll never learn how to work well and vice versa. After all, the opposite of work isn't rest, it's sleep. Work and rest are friends, not enemies. They are a bride and groom who come together to make a full, well-rounded life. Church, God instilled the principle of rest right at the beginning of creation. Sabbath is a gift for us to stop, to, re- to rest, to reflect on God's goodness. You know, I think we've lost the art of resting in our hurry and entertainment and business and, and technology. But proper and intentional rest is so key for our bodies being healthy. And, I, and Naomi, my and wife, sent me this This list, which I thought is really helpful when we think about rest. And we've got just seven types of rest that we can maybe think about how we can engage in. Number one, physical rest. Resting to relieve the body of physical stress, such as muscle tension, headaches, and a lack of sleep. Number two, mental. Resting to silence your anxious mind and refocus to the things that are important. Thirdly, spiritual. Resting to tune in to, your, to God. Four, emotional. Resting so you'll be able to express genuine feelings and curb any people-pleasing tendencies. Five, social. Resting so you can recognize which relationships are replenishing and limit exposure to voices that diminish you. Sixth, sensory Resting to diminish sensory input received from devices, aromas, and background noise. Seven, creative. Resting to allow for beauty to inspire and motivate. The issue of rest is so important to the recovery of our bodies. And also sleep. <laughs> when I love this quote from Erin Brindley again. When you sleep, your body repairs itself. Your mind pauses to process everything that happens that day, and even your heart gets to sleep. Sleep affects our entire being, mentally, physically, and spiritually. God made it so. The quality of our sleep has got such fascinating benefits. I, I've got to admit, in, in preparing for this, I've been on a, I don't know if you know what a YouTube rabbit hole is, but I've been on a YouTube rabbit hole when it comes to sleep. And just watching these phenomenal interviews about studies that have been done about what sleep can do for, the, for it's amazing. I'm not going to keep on going on about it because you know that person who's just watched a few YouTube videos and now they're an expert. I feel like I'm that guy. Like, If you want to talk about sleep, I know everything about sleep. I need to do it, but I know a lot about it now Because uh, <laughs> I've watched a few YouTube videos What it does for our immune system What it does for our memory and concentra- concentration What it does for our diet What it does for our ha- keeping our h- heart healthy You know, elite athletes recognise this I was listening to someone talk about this That the best of the best athletes When it comes to what they do in terms of their, their workouts It's pretty much the same But what they do in their sleep is what sets them apart um, LeBron James, one of the greatest basketballers ever. It's a big, big conversation if he's the best or not, but he's he's brilliant. Reportedly needs 12 hours of sleep to keep performing at the elite level. One of my favorite basketballers, Stephen Curry, big fan of sleep, often takes naps, phenomenal. Usain Bolt sleeps for about 10 hours a day. Robert Federer, Andy Murray, reportedly talk about 10 to 11 hours of sleep. Now I know, listen, (laughs) some of you are like, I would love that. (laughs) That's not how my life's set up. Don't get angry at me, okay? I'm just talking about the principles. (laughs) Some people have to switch me off right now. They can't hear me. It's like, I don't need this today. Um, But I'm talking about the principles of, of sleep. The fact that these athletes recognize that actually, in order to perform at my best, I need to attend to my sleep. Hey, this is what the Bible says. Psalm 4, verse 8. In peace, I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone Make me dwell in safety. Proverbs 3 verse 24 says, If you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. And again, different stages of, of life, different scenarios cause that sleep has to be sacrificed. If you're looking after young toddlers and young babies, if your work demands it, if you've got different things, we understand that it's not this is not a one size fits all but the principle is still true the principles are still true and they're important to attend to when we're able to I love this quote again about sleep for some this means the most spiritual thing we can do is go to bed (laughs) in a culture of perceived self-sufficiency and rampant workaholics there comes a time every day to close our doors close our computers close our Bibles and close our eyes for rest our worth is it in our work or measured in our worldly achievement? And our God doesn't need us to accomplish his will. I love that. We can rest, we can sleep. What do we need to do in these areas? So, what I'd like us to do, maybe not now, but maybe 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 today or maybe tomorrow, just while it's fresh, is to just write down those four areas that I mentioned: nutrition, diet. Exercise or movement rest and sleep and just with no condemnation or no shame just mark yourself out of 10 how am I doing not being not very good and 10 being phenomenal both in your heart attitude to God and how you're doing practically because both are important you can be doing 9 or 10 but your heart and it's not it's, it's, it's not to do with God it's just to do with yourself and both are important God it's about like I said Jesus our Lord and he's our shepherd and just to kind of, just to re- just give yourself a moment of self-reflection And listen, there can be reasons why your score may be the way they are And that's fine, that is not the point of this What is it? It's a chance for us to be real with ourselves Just to be real with ourselves and, and, to, and to understand where we are And then, three things that I want you to consider and You can write these down It's why, how and when For all of those areas, what is your why? Why do you want to exercise? Why do you want to eat more healthily? Why do you want to rest? The reason asking why is so important. The Bible says without vision, you cast off restraint. And let me just be honest with you. This is a journey bit for me. So many, many times my why has been, I need to lose weight. So what happens is, I work hard, I lose weight, and then I've lost weight. And then, oh yeah, I maintain it. And then I've not had a vision for that. <laughs> and then I go to the middle drawer again (laughs) I don't know what your middle drawer is maybe it's chocolate for you because my why wasn't strong enough guys losing weight, it's a good goal it's a a terrible why what's the why? the why should be for me should be something about honouring God it should be something bigger than that so what is your why for all of these areas I think if we can identify those they're going to help us and what is your how? we need a strategy we need a system a why is great but how am I going to do this? Maybe for you, it's like, okay, uh, for these three days, we're going to cut that out. We're not going to drink alcohol. We're not going to do sugar. For this day, we're going to cut out this element of our diet and focus on this. It's it's a structure. It's a system. And it's realistic. How am I going to do this? If I'm going to go to sleep, and I know it's important, how am I going to do that? And then when? When am I going to do this? Because if you're like me, I could be like, hear this message, like, tomorrow, I'm on it. But for some of us, it's not realistic. For some of you, it's like, hey, I'm going to address exercise and nutrition right now. Sleep, we need to revisit that in March because the way that my world's set up. But it's but it's, it's about making a plan. It's about being realistic. When is a really good one? Start again on Monday. <laughs> Monday that's, how many times I've said that? Start again on Monday. But when, and just... Hey, this, if you want to be accountable with this, that's great. I know it's helpful, but I think it's just for us just to be realistic. Coming into land now. But I love these quotes from Levi Lusco. It says this: set a, He said this, set a goal too small to fail. Victory isn't going to come through one big thing now and you're undefeated. It's small things continually repeated. Pro- and it says, he also said this: prioritize consistency over intensity. Lasting change can't happen in a day. It has to happen day by day, over time, little by little, becomes a lot. I want to remind you that you have, as a Christian, as a lover of Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, who, as part of the gift, He has given you a gift of self control. Love, peace, joy, all those things, but self control. I want to say to you, the Bible has said He has given you everything you need for life and godliness. So when it comes to this area, I love what we sang earlier, I'm not afraid to tell you my weakness. We don't have to be afraid of telling God where we're weak in these areas because he has sent his spirit to help us overcome. Um, I was saying to uh, to the Lord, I had an idea about what I wanted to do and how how much exercise I wanted to do each day. You know, this is my goal. And... um, If I told you how much it was, it's not a lot. And I'm trying to be open, but I'm not going to be that open because I'm a little bit embarrassed. And I felt the Lord said, halve it. (laughs) Halve it. And I've got to understand, it wasn't a lot to to start with. And I have to admit, the Lord helped me because even when I halved it, (laughs) I was struggling. (laughs) But what's great is now I've got some momentum. What am I saying? The Holy Spirit isn't just there to interpret tongues. He's not just there to give you a word. He's there to help you with your sleep. Is there to help you with exercise? Is there to help you with your rest? Is there to help you with what you eat? Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you that you love us so much. I want to thank you, God, that you care about us, that you love us, that you're passionate about us. And Lord, my prayer is, Lord, that you will help us honour you in our bodies you help us Lord understand how much you care for our bodies give us spiritual supernatural insight give us wisdom Lord I'm praying Lord God for great courage I'm praying for fear and shame to go Lord God and I'm praying for your grace and your peace and love to come in your precious name God I'm asking Lord God that you are going to help us Lord this is not about fat or thing we are not buying in God to the, the world's image of, 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 of summer bodies and all that nonsense God that is vanity no we are not doing this for what we look like we are doing this to honour you God we are doing this Lord to be healthy God set us free Lord, we've, been, we've been overly um, influenced by the world's way of how our bodies should look we reject that Lord God we're coming to you we want to honour you and Lord we're people Lord God when I talk about food Lord God and people are struggling with um, with, with issues to do with eating God we're praying for your grace God to come this year That breakthrough would come this year, Lord, where people either are overindulging, Father God, or they have eating disorders, Lord God, because of the way we see ourselves. God, I thank you that you care, Lord, about these issues. Lord, I thank you that you want to come and meet, Lord. As we think about sleep, Father God, I'm praying, Lord, you grant sleep to those who you love. Lord, I'm praying for a sleep epidemic in our heart church, God. that Lord, we will get great sleep, Lord God. We will get great rest. Lord, when we sleep and we're resting, we're more likely to hear Your voice. We're more likely, Father God, to live the life You want us to live. And Lord, for where this message Lord comes to people at tricky times, we thank You that Your grace and peace, Lord, where they can't put into things the place sorry, where they can't put into things the place they want to. We thank You, God, that Your grace and Your presence is all they need. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You've come to the end of this message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. Stay up to date with everything going on in the life of our church by checking out our social media. Just search HeartChurch UK.